Hello, welcome to Friends at Film Camp, a podcast where two friends gather by the fire from our fun film perspectives. I'm Janine. And I'm Luke. <clears throat> Today we're talking about Last Night in Soho. Last Night in Soho was written by Edgar Wright and Crystal Winston Carnins and directed by Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. Edgar Wright. I keep saying Edgar. Weird. I don't know why. Edgar. It stars Thomason McKenzie, Anna Taylor Joy, Matt Smith, and others. In a film that I didn't like, and I think you hated. I did hate it, yeah. And I did not like it. But you hated it. You had a, <laughs> for the record, audience. She was the one, Jinian, was the one that was like, we have to watch this. I'm so excited. She was very excited. And then she's the one that ended up hating it. Well, yeah. Because I was excited about it. I know. And I think that's a little funny. The, okay, here's the deal. This movie has an amazing trailer. I don't mm. know if you've ever seen the I've trailer. I've seen the trailer. I, I thought it was good. I think it was as good as you thought it was. Okay, here's the thing. The trailer didn't tell you anything about what was going on in the movie. And it made me want to see it. Yeah. So I think that's a really good trailer. It is a good trailer. The trailer is way better than the movie. Here's the thing about this movie that I would describe it as. This is a bad movie made by talented people. Yeah. Because there is moments in this movie where I'm like, this belongs in a great movie. Yes. But it's in this movie. And I don't... The worst part about it is there's no one thing that's wrong. No. There's There's a few things that are like, like you could improve this. But I'm like, if you change that thing, it still wouldn't be good. Yeah. But it's not even a like just bad. It's just mm, not good. For me, there was like so much about this movie that was weird. Like, but it's not like you know what I mean when I say it's not bad. It's not like it's not like you're watching this and you're like, how could you possibly think this would work? Yeah, it's one of those times. You know when people are like, this is what it is. You know when people say you tried something new and experimental and it could have not worked out, but it did this time. Uh-huh. This is an example of it could have not worked out and it did not. Yeah, I, get, I see I see what you're saying, but I think there's also just like st- structural issues that don't have to do with experimental things. You're overthinking the word experimental. Okay. Um, okay, this movie bothered me on so many levels. So... I think I want to do something that's not I I want to give a brief rundown of the movie without the ending cuz I think we we both feel things about the ending so we can talk about that in particular but so the movie's about our main character whose name I don't know Ellie Ellie and she gets into a fashion show and no, sorry. Fashion school. That's yeah. what I meant to say. She gets into a fashion school. She goes to London. She has some sort of like clairvoyant, not clairvoyant. She suffered a tra- traumatic childhood as a result of her mom's suicide. And uh, part of the ghosts. trauma is that she sees her dead mom sometimes. And it's clear that her grandma and her have spent a very long time working on this to yeah. get her to a point where she can go to fashion school and that grandma's still very worried like that she'll slip back down. Her mom also had a similar thing. Um, we, we think it's implied that her mom had a similar thing and that's part of what led to her suicide. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, anyway, so she sees ghosts. When she gets to London... She sees her mom's ghost. But at the start, we only are told the mom's ghost. Okay. I just assumed she saw more. But you're or, you're right. We only see the mom, so I don't know. Although, it would make more sense if they had started with she saw, like, lots of ghosts. Yeah. then the story would make more sense. Because she sees a lot of ghosts after she moves to London. Yeah. But before, we're only told about the mom. You're right. You're right. So, she goes to, she goes to London. She ends up going into this, like, old apartment. And then she starts... Pff, the thing is, is that she doesn't see the ghost of Penny. She starts, like, inhabiting Penny's body. And Penny is, like, a showgirl from the 60s. And then she kind of becomes obsessed with her. And then she starts getting upset about stuff. So that's, like, the plot of, like, the beginning and the middle of the movie. Mm. So it is... Okay. <sighs> okay. there. Okay. The beginning of this movie is so annoying. And it doesn't need to exist. We don't, I don't think we need to start before she's in fashion school. We start in her house in her small town. And I think her grandma is lovely. But once we get into what the movie's actually about, this whole beginning part of her there, her going to the school, and then when she first gets to the fashion school, her roommate is like so mean. She's meaner than like normal people. And she's, she's a bully. She's movie bully, but she's, she's not. Yeah. Which doesn't fit with this movie, especially because what she bullies over is, like, very poorly thought out in terms of the movie. Yeah. Mostly, like, the big thing, she's like, wow, you you made your own clothes. and I, It's a fashion it's school. It's a fashion school. And it's like, Most people probably have made some of their clothes if you're at a fashion school. That'd be like a painter yeah. having a mural on their wall, and you're like, oh, you paint your walls. It's like, yeah, they're a painter. Yeah. They probably paint a lot of stuff. It doesn't it's make fashion any school. sense. And it's so weird. Like, it takes up a weird amount of time for how uh, irrelevant it is at the end of the movie. Yes. Um, And, like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And they also have this, like, through line. This, like, weird... Yeah. Just when you were, like, about to cough there. Yeah. It really sounded like you were just, like, completely emotionally. Like, they were just a... <laughs> It was really funny. It has this, like, weird through line of, like, our main character is so special and quirky and such an old soul because she listens to fucking 60s records and she's really into the 60s. Like, that is such a normal fucking thing. And it's not... Especially, again, especially at a fashion school. Okay, yeah, exactly. This it's is, an art school. This is what I said when we were watching it. I'm like, fashion kids are cousins to art kids. Like, the somebody being into the 60s as a fashion designer is not weird if they're like you know what i think the fashion in like the 60s it's really cool and i'm gonna like do all this not weird fucking hipsters exist like she's just a hipster and everyone's like she acting like she's like she's not even that much of a hipster she's not even. she listens to records and like does her fashion project 60s inspires yeah and, like, I get it. You can have the roommate be, like, very into modern fashion. Yeah. That's not the issue. The issue is that she's acting... And, like, I get there are people out there who are like, I only do modern. I don't get it. But no one would be this obtuse Everyone for this long. we see, all of the students we see at the fashion school, besides the overly nice guy are exactly like her roommate and so there could be other students but they create a thing where it's like 
they act like she is so weird and it just doesn't make any sense especially because the teacher is like this is really good and cool so i'm like obviously the school is fine with this she's not in like modern fashion class and the thing is that it turns out to be completely irrelevant i think the movie should start her going maybe maybe we start with her grandma i think starting we with could her do grandma that house fine. scene i just don't know and why then, we had the room exactly scene. have her move immediately into that apartment and just and in. then just start there and then it's a girl in her haunted apartment you know like yeah. that entire section was like irrelevant and weird you don't need dormitory you could be like it's just that the school doesn't have dormitories so i went through some newspapers and i found you a place yeah have grandma do that yeah grandma could set her up and so if things start going bad she doesn't want to tell grandma that the apartment's that also could be interesting like the grandma could talk to the old lady on the phone and then like they're talking so it like Mm -hmm. adds to stuff later like it just that whole section was irrelevant and like weird it starts with such a weird like Mm, almost like netflix like netflix like youth movie you know those ones where they're like i'm so special this movie it's not a particularly long movie but there's not a lot of plot in this movie and we reuse they the movie reuses storylines regularly like she goes through the dream sequence Mm -hmm. many times and wakes up and is freaked out yeah and like does stuff more and then goes back to sleep and gets more freaked out and like we could have cut that whole middle section just made it a longer dream like there's a lot of times this movie where you're where you feel the plot is not supporting this movie's length yeah and there's times where they could have cut stuff this movie needed another editor i think and i just want to check did edgar did he I'm shocked that he had a hand in writing this because while we were watching it, you said this movie feels like a good director fighting a bad script. Yes. And it does, but like he wrote the script, so I'm, I'm like, it. And the it, story, the story was by him. This was his story, and then he had the. I wouldn't be surprised if. It's shocking. This, I don't know if she was brought on to do script rewrites. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, this script is a mess. And they wouldn't release it unless they did rewrites. But he conceived of the idea in 2007 and pitched it basically ever since then. He's tried to, he related to the story very much so as like someone who liked the 60s a whole bunch. That explains why everyone thinks she's just like so quirky. Uh. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff about the 60s. Uh... I also think, like, the movie... She didn't work at the bar, either. The bar had very little to do with this movie. Yeah. But the reason the bar was in there is because the other writer worked at a bar in the area where the movie was filmed in. Or, like, filmed in. So she's like, let's have her at a bar. But, like, yeah, okay. I think, especially what you were saying with, like, repeated stuff that didn't need to be there, I think... What? This movie was not made because Edgar Wright wanted to make it. Mm -hmm. He made it because people were like, you should make another baby driver. Uh And then he was like, he wanted to subvert expectations. And he wanted to be like, I want to do something totally different. And that's the only reason he wanted to make it. Which is just a bad reason to want to make something, to be like, haha, I didn't expect that. Throughout this movie, I found myself so frustrated and annoyed with the main character. And 
I am not someone who gets super easily annoyed by characters. Like, this movie, though, it did a horrible job at having me understand what was going on with the main character, you know? Like, the first time she sees Penny in the flashback, she gets, like, obsessed with Penny. And, like, I didn't really know why. And then, like, they just didn't explore her connection to that character very strongly in a way where I ever understood what was going on with her and her relationship to her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just never understood what was going on. She was obsessed with her, which was weird. Like, it seemed very sudden and out of nowhere. She started, like, copying her hair and stuff, which is, like, kind of interesting. And then when stuff starts going south for Penny, she's, like, so upset. Like, so upset. Like, it's, like, someone well, who she I loves figured... and knows. And it's, like, I... Here's what I thought. And I think they were trying to do this. But you never got this. But I think I got it. I think that she was living as Penny in the dreams. Mm-hmm. Like, she was Penny. Uh-huh. Which is why she was doing... Which is why there was all the reflection stuff. And the reflection stuff was cool... But it wasn't really used very well. Yeah. It was only like used in interesting ways like once. And even then not that much. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what they're trying to say. She was living as her. Yeah, so she I know had that she sp- was like in her body. So she was her. So she was just interested. But yeah, they don't really explain why living as her in her dreams is like such a big deal for her. And it's like... I feel like that's super important for what's... It's basically the crux of the film, and they don't establish it very well. And I think they started it with something interesting. Like, her first time that she does it, and she has, like, the hickey from where Matt Smith was, like, uh, kissing Penny. I thought they were going to do something where, like, she started to be in love with Matt Smith, because she was having this, like, relationship with him, like, through Penny. And I thought, like, that was kind of interesting. Like, they kind of set that up. And that had an interesting, like, thing that was starting. But that doesn't really go anywhere. Um, but it also is is weird. It doesn't necessarily make sense with where we get, which is far more haunted apartment. I think that would work better And I think, I know it's not what they were doing, but I think if her and Penny could, like, talk to each other or something, it it would be stronger. Like, what ends up happening? I don't think it, it doesn't... But then that would ruin the ending. What do you mean? If they were talking to each other, that would ruin the ending. Why? No, I think it would make it stronger. It would ruin it. How, How would it ruin it? Because that would... You can't have a natural conversation without her telling her how the end goes. Yeah, well, I'm talking, like, the whole thing would be different. I'm just saying, it also is weird. I don't think it makes any sense. Her going all around London in the way she does. I don't know. It doesn't make I, sense. I don't know what you're saying anymore. Like, it doesn't make sense. Her traveling all around within the body of this girl. Yeah, we we've established this. I, we both agree it needs to be explained better. Yeah, I'm just saying I think it would be okay. So, I was hating this movie. I was hating every little bit of it, and then we got to the end. Yes, and it gave me a spark of there could have been a good movie here. 
Yes. And I think we have to talk about that because it's related to what I'm trying to say now. Yes. The end twist <sighs> is that the lady who rents the apartment is, in fact... Penny. Penny. And we did call that at the beginning, but the movie did do a smart thing where Ellie thinks she sees Penny being murdered. Mm-hmm. So then we're like, oh, Penny's dead, so she can't be the lady. But it, um, the twist is, is that the lady actually killed Matt Smith. Because um, yeah. anyway, Matt Smith was supposed to get her singing positions, but then he kind of... He turned, turned her into... He became her pimp. Yeah. And, and turned her into a prostitute. Yeah. And it was shitty, obviously. So she ends up killing him because he was, like, threatening her with a knife. And then she turns into, like, a murderous... Like a vengeful murderous a murdering prostitute. prostitute who like kills everyone who comes to see her, which is kind of fun mm-hmm. <laughs> has potential. But anyway, so the lady tells Ellie this and then kills, poisons her, which I don't understand because Ellie didn't know what was going on. So she yes, didn't Ellie to should poison have her. figured it out before. Yeah. Like, like she just Ellie... tells her everything and then it's well, like, Ellie but was... you'll never tell anyone. Well, here's the thing. Ellie was figuring it out, but it would have taken her more time. She had given up. She was leaving. Yeah, that's the thing. Was... She needed to figure out more mm-hmm. uh, of the plot for this t- ending to work. But the lady being killer was really good twist. It was cool. In itself. Yeah. And, uh, the actress who played it really sold it. Like, yeah. I was like, she is evil. And then there's, like, this scene of, for some reason, Ellie just stops being, almost dying from poison. Don't know what happens. She's coming, she's, like, going, trying to escape up the stairs, and the old lady's coming out with her with a knife. And it's very, like, horror movie. Like, she could have stabbed her so many times, but she's, like, instead just, like, being threatening. Well, she is an old lady going upstairs. True. But it keeps flashing to Penny with the knife. And I was like, that sequence was cool. It was the best sequence of the movie, in my opinion. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that was like, this movie's doing something now. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is interesting. Um, and then it was, like, revealed in the apartment that Ellie's been staying in. Like, Penny hid the bodies under all the floorboards. And, like, Penny's been seeing, like, the men who were, like, the Johns, like, kind of chasing her. But then they're like, help. But uh, that Which, was weird. Uh, the moral of that seems a little weird. The moral of the movie is or weird. the message is a little yes. weird. Because I'm not exactly sure what they're saying. But it seems like they were saying, like, looks like they were both bad. And I'm like, they were both bad. But I don't know why this is your message. Yeah. Like, sex workers are bad. And men who use sex workers are bad. Yeah. And, like, I mean, like, I get she was exploited. Like, that's bad. Yes. But they were trying to equivocate these things. Yeah. And I'm like, why equivocate? Like, why thing. are they? Tr- what the message are they trying to do? It it's was like, very confusing. It was very confusing. So I didn't know. I didn't know what the message was, but mm-hmm. they were very much like, there's a message here. Yeah. It was too overbearing to not think about but at the end i couldn't figure out what they were trying to say i totally agree um no i totally agree and i'm like pro sex work like i totally think sex work should be legalized but this isn't sex work this is uh forced what was the word exploitation what uh sex trafficking that's it sex trafficking yes so i think sex work should totally be legalized but also i acknowledge that it's very prone to um 
exploitation exploitation taking advantage of people part that's part of why i think it should be legalized like, is it you know sex workers or people forced into it have somewhere to go where they're not anyway besides the point besides the point i don't think personally it's inherently immoral if everyone's consenting to be a sex worker or to use sex work yeah that's fine but the this is not what the movie is the movie's it's, like confused about what it they're thinks. trying to equivocate the men who use a sex trafficker, which I think is a better way to word it. Sex worker implies consent. True. But a sex trafficker, yeah. then use it, who are bad people, mm-hmm. and being like, but she was also bad because she murdered them. Yeah. And I'm like, well... It's kind of sick. Like... I, I don't know why that's the message you're trying to push, because it's like, they're also... They're equally as bad, they're trying to say. Yeah. They're honestly kind of framing the men as the victims at the yes, end. Yes, they are. And I'm like, no, they were also bad. I get that she murdered them. And murder, like, it's wrong that she became a serial killer. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, oh, no, she shouldn't have killed the men abusing her. I think, like, I think, honestly, like, inherently that goes with part of the problem of the movie is that, like, the stuff with Ellie is so, like, weirdly high school, like, youth netflix movie and then the stuff in the 60s is very stylized and fun right also if and it they feels wanted like the high school plot yeah they can just have her be in high school yeah like that is an option they can just be like oh you got a semester abroad or a semester in london yeah. at the high school thing yeah and then everyone would be like that's so cool and treat it like high school because it's high school but mm-hmm. they don't she's no. an adult yeah and they act like an adult, but then they also act like high school problems. Yeah. But, like, I think the stylization of the 60s stuff, it's pretty... the tone of the movie would lend itself to a good-for-her movie. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Having Penny become, like, a serial killer to, like, avenge her own experience is very good for her. And, like, the tone of the movie is with the 60s is sort of playful enough and stylized enough that they could do that i think because like obvious it's not like monster right because monster is a similar thing where um she was a sex worker who was mistreated a lot and she ended up like killing a bunch of people and the details of that are fuzzy like besides the point that movie's very serious and it's very much like this is a real it's a dot it's a biopic. Yeah, it's like this is a real thing that happened and we need to like treat this with a lot of seriousness. Whereas this movie is not that tone at all. So it's a I horror think movie with a lot of flair. They could have had a lot of fun with the twist and with Penny actually being like this avenging serial killer, but they like they don't. <laughs> Would the message of the movie be better if she if the old lady didn't die at the end? I don't know. Because she, like, sacrificed herself to the fire. She's like, I died a long time ago. For me, I don't understand why she kills Ellie and why she tries to kill the other guy. I guess she kills the other guy. Yeah. I don't think she should try to kill Ellie. I think she should genuinely like Ellie. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Well, she does like Ellie in the sense that she was like, I'm not going to make you suffer. You're just going to go to sleep. Yeah, but she like... Like, but why kill her at all? She kills her for no reason, you know? Which we get... We've already explained I know, but like, ooh, that would be cool too. If like, she kills Ellie, but she like, doesn't want to. You know? Like, she's sad. Like, Ellie's like, figured it out. And she's like, 
sad about it or something. Like, they make her very, like, I don't know. Or Ellie could become a murderer. Like, she could become a protege in that at the end of the film, like, Ellie's evil, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We could spend the whole day being like, what ifs? Ellie and I don't think that's super productive. Ellie could have more of, like, of a relationship, too. We could spend the whole podcast being like, what if they did this? But I don't think that that's really worth doing anymore because the film didn't do that. Yeah. Like, they didn't go there. So there's nothing there to, like, improve because the film was just so, like, Eh. It didn't go most places, which it is the problem. Why go on a road trip if you're only going to stick to one road? It's really... You have so many interesting paths <sighs> that the film could go down, but it just isn't interested in them. It was such a fucking strange movie. Let's talk about the actors, because okay, so we're the, stuck in a loop. The, I have so much else to say. I am not... Thomas... or Thomas... Thomason? Thomason McKenzie, yeah. I did not think she was very good. And I am not judgmental in acting. I don't normally notice bad actors. Like, someone would be like, wow, that person was bad. And I was like, oh, really? I didn't notice. I didn't like her. And I thought she... I, this movie had quite a few scenes that were supposed to be really serious that I laughed at. Well, she has a very impressive resume. I know. I looked it up because I was like, is this her first movie? No, she's been in lots. Maybe it was the directing? I don't I know. I think it was the directing. Because everyone had a few moments where they were like, mm. and I think particularly this actress just needed... Some actors are really good on their own. Yeah. And some actors are really good when they need directing. Jared Leto is a great example of this. Jared Leto is able to do really good acting. But Jared Leto needs a director to be like, Jared, that's a bad idea. And you can see that when he doesn't have that director. Mm-hmm. Like su- the Suicide Squad movie he was in. The director didn't help him and he made a bunch of weird choices. And I think the same thing is with this actress. She's able to do great acting, but she clearly needs a director to be like, no, 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 that's not working, but well, let's fix it like this. We don't know that. I've never seen her in anything else. I just... Have you seen her in something else? I'm judging it based on this film. Because oh. that actress can... I can tell she can do good acting. Okay. And I can tell she's not being supported by a director. Like, the director's not telling her that's wrong. We mm-hmm. should fix it. And I'm not sure why he's not telling her. No, but I, I just, can tell she's a good actress. I... Ju- yeah. I did not like her. I hated the main her as a main character. And I'm also very... <sighs> So much of what she does doesn't make any sense. And I get it if... Because she's kind of losing her mind. So I get it if that's the point. That she's not making sense. She's not making rational decisions. But the movie, like I said before, does not do a good job of uh, having us understand why she's feeling anything she's feeling. Why she's... So we're not in it with her. Yeah, I think that's the director putting too much on the actress. Because she's trying to explore I know, these I'm not two saying, complex emotions. I'm not saying that's her fault. I know, I'm not saying it's her fault either. But I'm saying the director's fault for the character's writing. Yeah. So I think he was like, oh, the actress will do this. But then he didn't direct the actress enough. Mm-hmm. So he put all the onus on her to tell the story yeah. with her acting. And then didn't direct her in the acting. 
Which hurt her because she's like good at the. She's good, but she's not being supported. There's like no buildup of tension. It just is like she's obsessed with Penny. Everything's really cool. And then everything is horrible and she's freaking out. You know what I mean? And like, so there's no journey. And then they do a really weird thing with her look. Okay, they do this thing with her look where after she's obsessed with Penny, she cuts and colors her hair just like Penny, which is kind of interesting. I wish they explored that decision more, but it makes her a lot more confident. Also, interesting. But then, near the end of the video, suddenly she's all goth, and it comes out of nowhere, and it's so weird. I don't understand where that came from. Here's the thing. I thought at first she was just leaving the party. Yeah. And then the next morning, she just woke up, and she still had her makeup on from the party. Uh-huh. But then she just never takes it off. No. She, and I'm like, yeah. why? She's just all goth now. It's, I, it's, well, she, it's not really even goth. She just has black makeup around her eye. And, like, a whole black outfit. But it's really dramatic black makeup. Yeah. It's, it's not... It's, it's like, bizarre. It's weird. Yeah. And then, like... They also, at the beginning of the movie, do a really bad job of establishing her money situation... Because, like, They she, make it think, like, she's poor. But she it doesn't, doesn't seem, seem like she has a lot of money when she first goes to school. But then she leaves her dorm very quickly, which you and I both know probably means she didn't get her money back. Right? That would have been expensive. I don't know. Maybe some, dorms there are different. Some schools do give refunds if you leave quick enough. Okay. So. But she, she leaves without much, like, fuss. Like, she doesn't seem worried about it. She goes to her new apartment. She gets her hair cut and colored from dark brown to blonde, light blonde. That's at least $200. And then, where what was it? I don't know. There was, like, a dress or something she wanted. Yes. And she was like, $300. And it's like, what is going on with your money situation? Do you have money or do you not? It's very weird yes and then like poor writing exactly and then like when she sees penny murdered from her perspective she thinks she sees penny murdered in like a vision right Mm -hmm. she is so convinced it's so weird okay basically she goes to the cops to tell them she phrases it really weirdly i don't know why Whatever. She tells them that she's, like, having visions and stuff. Obviously, they're going to think that she's crazy. I don't know why she does this. I hate it when people in horror movies, like, see something supernatural and we're like, everyone will believe me right away. Yeah. She's like, I had a vision that this woman got murdered in my room. They're like, oh, okay. And she's like, I've been having visions for a long time. Like, obviously, they're just going to think you're... Anyway, besides the point, don't know why she does that. She doesn't even look into information after she talks to the police then she goes to the library and starts looking up stuff like that's a fucking step one sort of thing if you're gonna go to the police and try to like avenge yeah if you go to the police you go with them and you're like i have proof of this she didn't even know her name you know she didn't even know who she was talking about so she's just like some girl in the 60s in london died they're like yeah probably like a lot of them did yeah so it's like just like so stupid and then, oh my god, then what happens? There was something else she did that I was like, what the fuck is happening? Oh yeah, she's so convinced. There's this old man around London who is being creepy as fuck for no reason. She's just convinced that he is Harry, who's the guy who was uh, Penny's pimp. And we're also supposed to be convinced, but we also don't know why we're convinced. The movie's just like, it's him. Yeah, because he's creepy. So we're like, obviously it's him. I don't know. And... 
he's creepy. I don't know why he's being so creepy. But she's so convinced that he is Harry and he murdered Penny. She's like, I know it. At one point, she's yelling at this guy. Because she's like, I don't know, at her job. And she's like, I know what you did. He's like, what the, what? He's like, I've done a lot of things. What are you talking about? And then she's like, you killed her. And he's like, I'm leaving. This whole interaction is so weird. He walks out to the street, gets hit by a car. And everyone's like, oh no, Jared. I don't know what his name was. And she's like, his name's not Harry? It's like, you didn't even ask his name from anyone? You didn't even ask his name. And you were 100% that he murdered someone. Yes. Again, this girl does not ask enough questions. Oh, it's so frustrating. Also, she almost kills her classmate, the one that was being really mean. And then the plot just, like, drops that. Yeah, girl kind of deserved it. No, she didn't deserve to get stabbed in the eye. She was an asshole. She said her 60s fashion was bad. (laughs) (laughs) She deserved to be stabbed. Also, another thing with this character is... Again, like with the money thing, she's supposed to be in school this whole time. And she's, like, losing it. She's, like, running out of class all the time. She's ripping up dresses. The end of the movie ends with her having a successful fashion show. So, like, they don't do anything to establish the tension or the struggle of her being in school while she's, like, completely losing her hold on reality. Which, I assumed that she was failing. Because... I didn't think she was failing. Well, she like, was doing well in fashion. By the end of the movie, she wasn't doing shit. At one point when she's at the the library looking through stuff, the the guy was like, everyone's studying for the test. She wasn't studying for the test. She certainly didn't seem to take the test. I just, again, it's like another point of tension that doesn't make any sense in the movie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. I'm sorry, I'm run out of I'm running out of things to say way before you are. <laughs> Which is probably where I'm concerned about that loop, because I'm like, oh I'm out of stuff to say. And then you have more to say, so I just have to let you talk for a while. <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy plays Sandy, the young Sandy. Yeah. Well, Diana Rigg plays Mrs. Collins, aka Old Sandy. <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy is great. Anya Taylor Joy is great in everything. Yeah, I'm concerned that she'll break that record coming up because she's in the Mario movie. <laughs> she's oh yes, yeah, she is in the she's Mario Princess movie. Peach. She's Princess Peach to Chris Pratt's Mario. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, if anyone could tear down Anya Taylor Joy's career, it could be Chris. What a gross couple! I hate them together. <sighs> Just imagine if it was, like, live action. The two of them. Oh, thank God it's not. It'll be better because it's animated. Yeah. But, no, she... (sighs) She does a great job. She's not given that much to do. Like, her... She's not given very much, but she does a lot with it. But Anya Taylor-Joy's good at that. I think... I wish they had done more with the old lady... I liked the old lady, though. I I liked her, too. I wish... I See, I think it would be really interesting if her and Ellie... They they have tea, like, a few times, or they hang out. I think, especially if they establish Ellie as, like, you know, this, like, old soul who's into the 60s and everyone thinks she's weird. So, like, I feel like it would make sense for her to become close 
with her landlady who was like around in the 60s like i feel like it would be interesting for them to develop a relationship well, so that it was like it, but they were just like we were just told that they developed it i just think it would saw. be it'd be cool if we saw it more and then it was like it'd be even more of a shock when she like tries to kill ellie you know the actress that plays old ellie is diana rigg who is a very successful British actress. Mm-hmm. She has an Emmy and a Tony. And she was very prominent in the 60s uh-huh. for film and media. That's cool. Uh, this was her last film. She passed away shortly after making it. Mm-hmm. And she's just so good in this movie. I really loved her. Like, you believe her as this character. Yeah. And it just works so well. So, yeah. Uh, let's talk about Matt Smith, who, again, doesn't have very much in the film, but he's good. Yeah. Matt Smith is good. He's good at being devilishly evil. Yeah. And at first he's very charming, and then mm-hmm. he varies good at being not charming. Exactly. Like, the first time we see him, it's probably the most that we see him. Because then he's just sort of like... In- evil figure he's not as much the focus anymore um his name the old man's name is Lindsay. Lindsay, yeah he was the cop who we saw one time michael ajeo he he is probably the most prominent person affected by the writing of this film which yeah. is saying a lot because his character is the worst written yeah and he is one of the best actors. He is very Which charming. is very good because he is given very little script to work with. Yeah. And he, like, he's the boyfriend uh, or he's the love interest for uh, our lead actress, for Ellie. This role. And the idea, the idea is supposed to be like he's the persistent love interest and she keeps saying no, but he keeps saying yes, but like respectfully. Yeah. And then he fall, she falls for him, but then the supernatural thing gets to be too much. That's what I was saying. It's like, it's this fantasy that movies like to perpetuate that there's going to be someone who's respectfully obsessed with you, where you don't have to do anything to encourage them, but they're going to keep trying, but not in a creepy way. And it's just, it, his role is exactly like, what was his name? The guy from Ingrid Goes West. The brother? No, no. Oh, the guy. I know he. Yeah, I don't remember what his the name Batman was in that guy. movie. The Batman guy. Exactly the same role, where they're just, like, there to help. They're overly into the person for no apparent reason. But, yeah, the actor was very nice. He was very sweet. He was so, able to sell a role that otherwise would not have been sold. Honestly, very similar to the guy from Ingrid Goes West. Yeah. They're both really charming, so you like the character, but they're written horribly. They're just there to support the main character for no apparent reason. <laughs> but again, I liked him here. I was glad he was here. Uh, I just wish he was written a little better. Yeah. Or a lot better. Again, so much time was spent on like the bitchy fashion girls and we see we meet him at the same time that we meet them he he's in her classes as well scrap all that gives us more time to actually develop him as a person Mm. maybe in you know the first class before ellie is like freaking out 
they have like a connection like they have like a good actual conversation and that's why he's so into her you know like develop it beforehand have him be her neighbor yeah like have him be like yeah i live in that apartment right over there yeah and then they could be like that's why he's always there Mm because he lives right there Mm -hmm. they do do one good thing though uh, which I, I pointed out to you when we saw it because I, I did think this was clever. And it's why it's part of why I think the twist in the movie actually does work well. And there's a lot of potential there. Um, so where Ellie lives, it's like no no men are supposed to come over. It's very old fashioned. Like no men, no, I don't know, other things, whatever. But she, Ellie brings him over one time after they go to a Halloween party and they're like gonna have sex but then she has the like vision of penny getting murdered and she's like freaking out and like screaming he's freaked out because he she doesn't know why he's freaking why she's freaking out he's worried he's done something whatever the old lady comes up and is like i'm gonna call the police like blah 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 you're not allowed to have men over he she busts in the old lady he he runs away when ellie is talking to the old lady later she's like if i had caught him i would have killed him and it's like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then we find out later she probably actually would have killed him yeah. um and i thought that was cool that was like a fun little like oh she was serious when she said that hmm. that was nice and i feel like that's where the potential was there was a lot of cool hmm. stuff that could have been happening there you know mm-hmm. yeah there was potential and it was just kind of wasted yeah so it's a real shame but yeah <laughs> you're right the bar was very random because like again they don't set up the bar horribly because Ellie sees the bar in her, like... Visions. In her visions with Penny. Like, Penny, like, goes to sing there. So, like, there could have been something there, but they don't do anything with it. Besides Ellie, like, running that guy into the street who didn't do anything. Except I disagree with your description of her running him in the street. I don't think she did anything. She didn't make him run in the street. It was just a freak accident. Anyway, moving forward. The lighting of the film also deserves a shout out. The lighting is really good. Lighting is maybe the best part of the movie. (laughs) They set up very well that, like, the pink red light, Mm -hmm. the red light, because red light district Uh, uh, is where the visions fantasy world is. Well, it's not just red at the... So, outside of the apartment, there's, like, a sign, like, one of those business signs. And so, inside of her apartment, it'll flash, like, red white and then blue and it's like this consistent like oscillation between them but yeah you're right at some point it just goes red mm-hmm. which is interesting and that's like having the red white blue like constantly is very distinct and it's something really cool and like cinematic having that outside of her window so the whole apartment's doing that all the time very smart one of my favorite things about the movie yeah but that's about it i don't really have much more to say about the movie yeah um the movie was weird i it was yeah it was weird it felt like it it felt incongruent and like it didn't know what it wanted to be which is especially strange seeing as it seems to be like one person's project mostly you know and that's unusual for stuff like that it feels like a movie that's been through five people (laughs) um it also i So I've been, like, writing a show with a friend for a few years now, and we started the show as a a dual timeline. And at one point, we decided to scrap the one timeline, because even though that was our intention going in, we found ourselves far more invested 
in the other timeline. And it didn't seem right to keep both of them. I feel like the director or the writer of this movie was far more invested in the 60s timeline. <laughs> which is weird because the other one doesn't get as it gets more time. But I feel like because they were way more invested in the 60s timeline, it led to bad story decisions for the actual story. Do you know what I mean? They tried this as an awards film. That's weird. Well, this movie actually had like a decent amount of hype, at least in my circles. It didn't have hype outside of my circle, in my circles, but... It had so much hype in my circles. When the trailer dropped, everyone was like, oh my god, so excited for this movie. I was excited for it. Anna Taylor-Joy was like really trending at the time. And it it was bad. It was really bad. (laughs) I hated it. (laughs) And it's too bad. I wanted to like it. It's has potential for being fun but it's not yeah Uh, and i want i it's weird to me because it's not weird to make a movie based in the 60s uh if that's just what he wanted to make you know yeah but it seems like he wanted that like self-insert of like a young person who was really into the 60s and that was weird yeah there's just a lot of stuff in this film that did need to be there and it distracts from the film itself which is disappointing because this film could have been better than it was. Yeah. Had they not let themselves get distracted. Uh, although I will say, uh, at the Saturn Awards at least, uh, the old lady's getting a nomination for her acting. And I think that's the best acting in the movie. Cool. So, good for her. Yeah. It's like a little thing. <laughs> it's the one little thing where I'm like, you know what? That's great. And that concludes today's episode of Friends of Film Camp. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time at the campfire. Bye!